a spooky ooky. Oh, shit. What did I do? What? What happened? Damn it. Sorry. You ruined it. Now we have to start over Fuck. again. For the 18th time. Oh, no, 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 no. No. What? We're good. We're good. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> oh, hi. Damn. Okay. No, we're good. We're just Crisis having averted. some. We're just having some spooky hijinks here this week. Crisis averted. Must be all of that like uh, bad luck coming this way, huh, Katie? Mm-hmm. How you Must like that be. for a segue, huh? An opening segue. segue. An opening segue, exactly. <laughs> so we are this week. We're jumping right into it. We're oh, yeah. just getting in. Right on into the meat. We are charging forth this week. We have plenty of energy. We have plenty of excitement. We have plenty of planning and research. Well, we have trash talent. It's different. It's a different type of thing. But we are high energy, high octane fuel this week on the Haunted Heart podcast because we're a little, we're a little low, low energy, low energy last week. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. Listen, listen, Linda. Listen. You just, some days it's like that, you know? Sometimes. Some days it bees like that. It does. It does, it does bees like that. But we are very awake. I'm very awake. I'm aggressive. I would say that I'm aggressively awake right now. Which I means you're Taco about Bell. to. I went to Taco Bell and I had a, a large sweet tea. Yes. I have about half of it left. I feel like my eyeballs are on fire. I feel like I can do anything that I want to right now. It is like 9.45 at night and I'm feeling like it's about fucking 10.30 in the morning and I'm ready to tackle my fucking yeah. day. I have been awake for... Near on 18 hours. Nice. At this point in time. And your your eyes are quite literally on fire, considering the reflection from the candles. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a four eyes, you guys. So. Aww. I just went to the, I just went to eye doctor today, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked at my weird spot that was in my eye. Wait, you have a weird spot? Yeah, it looks like a pin mark. It looks like somebody took a pen and just like dotted part of the white of my eye. So um, which mark? Maybe. Um, but I, I was like, I mean, I saw it like somebody pointed out to me like a while back, and I was like, oh, you know, it's probably fine. I'm probably not dying. Um, but I actually remembered to talk to my doctor about it, and he was like, I mean, I'm not worried. Hmm. He said it was actually like a nerve ending. Apparently, you have nerve endings all through your eye, and sometimes they attach to the, um, like, whites of your eyes, and sometimes they just kind of, like, pop up near the surface for no reason. Oh. He was like, there's no reason that they actually do that. It just, sometimes it's more prominent than other times, and it's just a nerve ending, well, and blah, blah, blah. Good on you for going to the doctor, being an adult, and, like, you know, I mean, checking on your health. Absolutely. This is the podcast about optometry. Uh, here we are, the haunted eye. I mean, the, the haunted, haunted eye. The we just eye. go from different. we have a we have a spinoff. <laughs> the haunted, the haunted eye. eye. Yeah, no. Um, today is the day that my childhood died. Uh, the the death knell was rang. Uh huh. The final nail in the coffin of my adolescence and my fun, youthful, spirited. 
days because I now have an HSA that I okay. took on. Yeah. A health savings account. I've got one of those through my place of uh, business. Yeah. I don't have one. I opened an individual one. It's actually a really good way to save money on your taxes. This is the tax advice podcast now. It's fine. Open an HSA. Write it off on your taxes. $3,450 a year. Do it. Do Do it it. now. Do it. Do it. (laughs) It's tax-free. It's pre-tax money that you can access tax-free if you need to for medical expenses. No, but for real, though. Here's the thing. Don't take your financial advice from a, a haunted podcast. A haunted podcast? Yeah. Yeah, no. It's haunted. A podcast on just like... By <laughs> The macabre. This podcast is haunted Open an What if the twist to the podcast is that we're like not actually humans? I mean, sometimes like I don't that, feel like I'm human. Right? That we're like ghosts that are hosting this podcast. Who says we aren't? They didn't need to know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, but for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> so y'all know what day is coming up. You know, it, you know if what you it is. yeah, you must know what the what our theme. I mean, would be today. Well, I'm gonna give you like a brief second to take a guess. So go ahead and answer now. Hopefully, you got that right. Hopefully so. I believe in you. I think you did. So we're talking about Friday, Friday the, 13th. the 13th. Of course we are. Of course we are. So it's coming up in two days. Mm-hmm. Two days from when you are listening to this with your ear holes. Uh-huh. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Friday For me, Friday the 13th is always a lucky day. Knock on wood. Hopefully I won't like... You're going to have the shittiest oh, Friday the 13th I hope not. Now. I hope not, dude. But it's always been that way for the women in my family. Like, we always, they're kind of like, you know, it's not a... My grandma says it's like her luckiest. Like, she she's luckiest on Friday the 13th. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's... In other countries and other places, like, 13 is considered a lucky number. Girl, I graduated 13th in my class on purpose. Did you really? Yeah, I got really mad, like, one day because I moved up to, like, 11 or 12. And I was pissed. Kenny is like about to sneeze oh right God. now, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> he like put his little finger up underneath his nose, and then his face kind of wrinkled a little bit, and it was so. I cute. just didn't want to sneeze. No, it was really adorable. Okay. I wish I kept my chill, but I just needed to share to it with everybody. Katie. No, it was it was so cute. It was the cutest thing. Anyway. Um, yes, no, that is a very true story. I was 13th in my class, um, at midterm when they showed us, like, all the, like, different grades of everybody in high school, or not grades, but the, like, the ranking of us, and then I moved up, like, two spaces, and I was pissed, so then I just, like, didn't turn in my homework for a week, and okay. I moved to you 13. You were committed. Yeah, I, I really wanted to be number 13, and I was, so there you go. Well, hey, you know, it's... Uh, I didn't want that top 10 spot. I didn't need You it. just wanted number 13. I don't, I, I kind of like. I wanted to make a statement. I don't ever really, I don't have an opinion either way. Like Friday the 13th typically always comes for me and like, I'm like, oh, that was Friday the 13th. Yeah. Like you don't notice <laughs> that, that it's but, a thing. I mean, that's not to say that, you know, some freaky shit hasn't happened. 
Um, I mean, it's it's kind of really interesting to think like that it affects some people mm-hmm. in such a way that because like there's actually a phobia of Friday the Thirteenth. Really? Tri- yeah, it's like a, it's a really long word. I cannot pronounce it. Trisketa, trisketa phobia, trisketa phobia. Try 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 to skate a phobia. Try to skate a phobia. <laughs> yeah, it's something Try like that. Try to skate a colon a phobia. <laughs> no, but apparently, um, um, Stephen King actually suffers from that phobia of Friday the Thirteenth. Really? Yeah. Because what oh, I found a different word. It was um, frigatriskaidecophobic. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is, because there's one for, yeah. like, a fear of the number 13, and then there's one for fear of Friday the 13th. Oh, it's so just So that's ones. that Okay. One. And I can't... Skatophobia. That's, that's too much. I can't. It's extra. That is so extra. So are people that have the, like, scared of the number 13, like, are they scared of the 13, of the number 13 in every month? I'm assuming so. Oh. Because, I mean, it's just, like, anything that would be, like, a number 13, so, like, I assume that that could take many forms. Are they also scared of 31? Probably not. Because it's, like, just the same thing reverse. I, I mean, I personally would be watching 31, because that's the motherfucker that's sneaky. He disappears from the calendar every other month. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Mm-hmm. What's he doing on his off months? Mm-hmm. Where's he going? Who's he talking to? Hey, hey, hey. Number Stop 31. bad than 31, okay? 31's who you gotta look out for. I'm just saying. The guy's, he's sketchy. 31. October 31. That's true. Okay, so you should be even more, like, we need to start, like, a 31 cult. No, but there was actually a, um... Isn't that, like, a company that sells, like, like lunch bags in the be. South? I think it's, like, a, like, Southern Bell lunch bag company. There was actually a group of people. They called themselves the 13 Club. Really? Yeah, and so they set out, it was a bunch of men, and they set out to... Why did you say that? <laughs> it was a bunch of men. I mean, because it was just a bunch of men. Like, men. It was a bunch of old white men. Ugh. Like, And they set out to uh, disprove the uh, stigma or the fear of Friday the 13th. Really? Yeah. So, like, there's a big fear that if you... That you're not supposed to have, like, 13 people at a dinner table. Which kind of goes back to, like, what I mentioned last week about The Last Supper. Like, um, Mm. uh, you know, with uh, Judas, the traitor, you know, supposedly came in late and added, like, 13 to the mix. Oh, interesting. Um, So... Girl, I don't think you should have 13 people at dinner anyway just because, like, I mean, I don't want that many people around. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. That's, like, uncomfortably large. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not enough to be, like, a shebang. Yeah. But it's It's not small enough to be, like... Intimate. Intimate. No. 13 people? No. We're we're cutting some names off that list. I mean, you're going to run out of butter in your decorative butter statuette. They're not made for 13 people. Mm-mm. They're made for maybe eight people. If that. That's it. Maybe one people. Yeah. Maybe me. Maybe just me. <laughs> just me. And my spoon. And my cats. That's fine. I, I don't judge you. Maybe that. I don't judge you. But yeah, so they set, uh, they set out to uh, disprove that theory. And so they, like, every Friday the 13th, they went and had themselves a meal together 
they were really? called the 13 Club. Yeah. Where and did they go? Golden Corral? I don't I know. I bet it was a Golden Corral. No, I think affair. they actually went to like... Uh, I could be wrong on this, but I think I remember reading that they went to like the 13th floor of like they had a special like no see like 13th that's too floor. much no mm-mm, mm-mm. and so no you and they would do it. no but then they would do like they would have like fun little like games and stuff so like when you come in to dinner you would like walk under a ladder no you know what i mean no like, you see would do we're te- no for me that's not cute i think that's kind of cute for me it's too much so here's my like i'm not like a friday the 13th like like, I don't think that there's bad energy that day. I don't think that it's like, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything about that day that is negative. But I do think, you guys know by now that I'm all about energy, right? And I'm all about, like, and you certainly, Kenny, you know this. But I think it's all about intention. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you're doing something like that where your intention is like, oh, we're going to, like, you know, dispel the belief that anything you know, could happen on this day or that anything is special about this day or whatever. And you start like, I feel like if you go into it with that sort of like contrary attitude where it's like, oh, we're going to like disprove this. And then you tent it so much, like having people walking under ladders. And like, if your energy is like, we're going to show the forces of nature or whatever, I feel like you about to just get your ass cursed or some shit. Like, I just feel like, well, listen, you know, respect, respect you know i love a party yes you know i love a theme i'm a gay man i like a theme that's true (laughs) so i could appreciate it i think it's cute like you come in you walk under the ladder you know you might have like some black cat figurines around that might be decorating you know your space i mean i'm all about that i i guess okay i guess maybe i came down too hard you might have some broken mirrors around you know what i mean like yeah i i could i could see it i think it would be a fun little party but maybe i know. came down too hard on it i thought they were serious like real serious no if it's it was all done like, in fun and respect yeah. then that's I, fine that's i believe chill. it was more done in like just to say hey like you know right like there's no big deal yeah yeah. So okay. I think dispelling superstition cute. is cool, especially dispelling superstition about black cats. Yeah, definitely. That's why. That's how I would throw a party, anyway. <laughs> I, I I take back my. I feel like I came down really hard on them. I feel but bad. But yeah, so like it's just so weird that even like there's some hotels that refuse to label their thirteenth floor. Like there's a 13. lot of hotels. No, that's a that's a thing. I it's very rare that you stay in a hotel where they actually have a 13th floor and label it as such. Most yeah, hotels just like, totally skip over it's it. It's like it's like floor 12 and then 12A. Yeah. Like 12B. Or it just goes like 10, 11, 12, 12 14. 14. Yeah. I mean, that's like some shit I found at the Holiday Inn and Express. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not staying at like, you know. We're not classy here on the Pawn and Heart podcast. Like, we're What makes you think like what sort of causes all of this? And I think it's sort of like, I don't think there's a clear... Um, like moment, I think it's just like a culmination of like things that just sort of turned into like a superstition. Yeah. Um. Some people say like there was a uh, there was a book actually, um, that came out in like I believe the early 1900s called it was literally called Friday the 13th. 
Really? Yeah. Um, and it was about a like stockbroker who used uh, the fear of like the number thirteen and like all of that stuff to um, play the stock market. I feel like I heard about that. Maybe, maybe I, I just read about it this week. I think that's like that's probably the first like more modern day mm-hmm. reference because you have some instances like. Supposedly, uh, King Philip of France, like, had the Grand Master of the Knights Templar arrested and on Octo- Friday, October the 13th. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, and even if you go back into, like, I mentioned earlier with, uh, you know, uh, The Last Supper, uh, even in Norse mythology, like, Loki was said to have crashed the party of 12 gods in Valhalla and caused the death of Baldur, a beloved god of light and joy, and thus, you know, said I think his Ragnarok. name is Baldur. Baldur, Baldur. Sorry, he whatever. was real cute. Norse mythology is a thing for me. Okay, well, great. Did you know that Nor- uh, Loki may or may not have fucked a horse and created weird horse spider children? Ugh. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a myth. Okay. Yeah, it was like this guy, they had a bet against this guy, and he had this workhorse that he couldn't build. The bet was that the gods said that the guy couldn't build the wall, and the guy was actually building the wall, and they were going to have to give him Freya because Loki made the bet. Because mm-hmm. um, Loki does bullshit like that. And then he had to distract the guy's horse because apparently that horse was just a badass motherfucker. So Loki transformed into a horse, into a girl horse, and then just totally Pepe Le Pew, like, lured the workhorse away (laughs) that was who i'm showing my age okay Uh, (laughs) i'm feeling old Mm -hmm. with that reference i'm feeling old um anyway so loki like lured the other horse away and then apparently they got it on apparently he didn't like to talk about it too much but uh, i wouldn't either i mean he was he was (laughs) he was doing it and i'm just saying he was the girl horse so so, so yeah, go. I mean, there's a lot of different, like, references. There you go for uh, a tangent. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of references throughout history that sort of just make 13. Um, the spooky number? Yeah, like, the spooky number. You got to think, like, we operate, you know, we operate, like, through, um, like, 12 hours a day, 12 months a year. You know what I mean? So 13 is, like, a sort of like a like the 13th hour it's like yeah i was about to say that like in um there's a number of books and movies even too where um 13 like bell tolls mm-hmm. or 13 dings of a clock are bad news i i actually for that reason always count like if there's a, if there's a sort of clock that like dings like cuckoo clocks do it and uh the old grandfather clocks, I always, always have to count the dings because I'm always terrified that it, I, I get nervous when it's 12 because I get nervous that there's going to be a thir- uh, like a 13th one and then I'm going to fall into another dimension and right. never be able to get back. Right. So <laughs> maybe I shouldn't count. Uh, <laughs> and you just count and then it's the 13 and then it's just And then you know time. you're fucked. Yeah. Fuck. And time just like warps and, you know, you turn in on yourself and then you just pop out on the other side is uh caitlin from the 13th hour what would caitlin from the 13th hour look like i don't know she probably honestly might have her shit more together than me 
Uh, maybe Caitlin from the 13th Hour was Caitlin from last episode. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Maybe. I feel like oh, Caitlin from the 13th mm. Hour would be like, like, absolutely perfect hair. You know what I mean? Like, straight, like. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sort of, uh, I feel like she, I, I mean, I, honestly, I, I feel like she would be very together. <laughs> Which would seems like it makes sense, right? Yeah, me. the universe turning itself, uh, turning in on itself, and yeah, uh-huh. makes you a normal human being. Seems actually. like it would make me somebody who has their shit together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cool. I'm yeah. just saying. No, it's true. It's true. I'm just saying she would show literally the 13th hour, uh, Caitlin. Um, I'd be like, okay, Katie, let's get over here at like eight o'clock to podcast, and then. She'd be here at 8 o'clock. Bitch, I was here today at 7.30. And what time did you walk through the door? Listen, I have a new commute, okay? I uh-huh. can't help that. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm just saying I was in place. I was in place from my You were in place. You were in place. I appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's only because mm-hmm. I'm I'm super late. Mm-hmm. And then we waited. We waited. Because we had to watch Lady Gaga sing to Elton John, and it was a beautiful moment. And then we also had to wait for pizza, too, so. Yeah, well... I didn't have a hand in the pizza. That was your husband. But we still waited. So. So, yeah. I mean, that's sort of a little, like, back history of the things that sort of made Friday the 13th. Or made us believe it to be unlucky. So, what do you have for us? Well, I'm very uh, excited about... My information you that seem I have to be for you this pretty week. excited. I ha- I'm very excited. She was like, I am prepared. Okay. So like when um, we did the parasite episode and I had Lizzie Borden. Yes. I feel like this is. I this thought is you Katie's said parasite revenge. episode, as in parasite. like a parasite, like something that, that attaches coming. to somebody and feeds on them. Uh-huh. And we should write that down. I was like, when did we do an episode on parasites? <laughs> We did it in the 13th hour. Like P-A-R-A-S-I-T-E. I think that's how you spell it. Yeah. Oh, God. I hope I spelled it right. <laughs> we should edit it if I did. No editing. Yeah, we don't believe in that here. Yes. I'm prepared this week. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So 13th hour, Caitlin, prepared. Absolutely. We have entered the 13th hour, uh, and I'm here. Prepared. I'm prepared, Caitlin. Oh. Um, so last week was a little bit all over the place. So this week I was like, let me just strip it down. Let me dial it back. Let me take it all the way back to basics. All right. And I decided I'm covering a case because I feel like it. Okay. So I have a case for you. A case of Mordor. <laughs> Mordor? I think, that's a, Mordor. I think that's a Lord of the Rings reference. Yes. Yeah, entering Mordor and such. Now I have a sudden and gripping fear that we were running the air the entire first half of the podcast. I don't think so. I don't know. It feels like it got quieter. Maybe it's just my laser focus on my murder case. All right. So, Friday the 13th, very popular in pop culture. Uh huh. I'm not a fan, though. I'm just going to lay it out there. I'm going to lay it out there. And oh, you I'm, mean the yeah the movie? Yes. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yes. And you know what? Come at me. Well, I'm not not a fan. It's just like in the 
in the big, you know, you've got your Michael, you've got your Leatherface, you've got your Freddy, you've got Jason, right? Those yeah, are like big the four. big four. You're big four. And I always include Ghostface in there because I love him. And I know that he's like his own little category and I love him for being his own category. But I'm mentioning him because he deserves to be mentioned, damn it. Yeah, most people. And he gets over fucking love. Or Pinhead. Well, he's like he's like the fifth alternate, right? He and Penhead are like fifth alternate yeah, spot. But the people. big four. But of the big four, Jason is definitely Jason Voorhees is definitely my least favorite. Um, but I I I don't I don't not like Friday the thirteenth. Like if it's the only option, if oh. it's on, maybe I'll sit and watch it. Okay. Maybe we should. You know what I mean? Like maybe we shouldn't watch it. Yeah, I think like we should. Once. Yeah, no, um, I mean it's good. I, no, with like, I'll me, watch parts of all right. it. It's so, fine. my thing behind it is that I, I guess I'm more kind of like you. Like I don't like hate it, hate it. Like I appreciate yeah. him and I respect him in the in the Big Four. Right. Um, but I just don't relate to any of that because I don't go camping. I'm yeah. swimming in lakes. It's remo- Yeah, I think it... Yeah, I agree. But it is do I remo- sit at home on Halloween night? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do I exist on Halloween? <laughs> do I exist on Halloween? Yeah, most yes, of the I time. Do. I'm not going camping. I'm not swimming. So, I don't know. There just has... There was never like a... I don't know. I just didn't relate to it. So. But, I mean, everybody sleeps. Freddy. Everybody yeah. exists on Halloween. And I mean, and everybody's scared of somebody making skin suits out of them. Right. I mean, Ed Gein, right. It's Gein. a natural fear. Yeah. Natural and normal fear. Well, everybody drives, you know, at one point across uh, the the country through Texas. I'm sure. So you never know. There are you crazy shouldn't. families. I'm out giving there. you advice. Don't do it. Don't drive through Texas. There's Just cra- don't. There are crazy families out there. That's true. That's true. That's another episode for you. Crazy families? Yeah. <laughs> we gonna talk about ours or are we gonna find some? Just ours. <laughs> so yes, mm. continue. Sorry. So after that long Friday the 13th tangent. Well, I feel like you can't like not talk about Friday the 13th. That's like, true. So. Well, I'm gonna talk about it because I'm covering the murder case I know. that inspired it. Okay. So we're segueing So I'm gonna into talk that. about okay. it. I'm talking about it. So talk. You just ruined everybody's disbelief. They're supposed to not know that you know what I'm going to talk about. He doesn't always know what I'm going to talk about. I didn't about, know what... But we talked about it this time because I wanted to make sure that he didn't also fucking cover this case. Because <laughs> well, I, I was a de- little no, worried. No, but I don't know the details. I know mean, okay. nothing yeah, about no, it. No, he did not. He did not actually research and cover this case. But I did tell him before we started recording. Um, whatever. Your illusions, I'm shattering them. I don't care about your illusions. Still, I don't care about you. I'm kidding. There. I love you. I love the you illusions so much. are still there. So, Friday the 13th was inspired by the Lake Bodum murders Lake in Finland. Bodum. Okay. So, I'm going to preface this with um, there is, like, shockingly little on this case um, available online. I did do my research, um, but there's not a whole lot of information available. There were only, like, a couple different articles that I could pull from, and it was one of those situations where, like, there were maybe maybe four or five articles and all of those articles were pulling information from kind of the same the same source. Okay. Um, so it was clear that like everybody used this main article as source material, and then they just kind of put their own spin on it. 
Um, but it happened June 5th of 1960. I'm so mad it didn't happen on a Friday the 13th. Right? That's trash. It didn't happen on Friday the 13th at all. Not at all. Okay. How garbage is that? <laughs> garbage. Trash. Uh, I felt for sure. Like, I was like, yes, this is going to be perfect. And I'm like reading along and I'm like, June fucking 6th? Like, what? <laughs> June 6th. And it wasn't even like, but I guess like 6660. That's kind of cool, right? Because it would have been the month six, June. the sixth day, and then 60 year. I mean, that's it's a stretch, of, but okay. No, because there's a zero on either side. Like it would be zero six six nine or six zero. Okay. So it would be zero six 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 zero. Okay. I, all right. I'm making it. I'm making it creepy. All right. I'm making it creepy. That's how we I'm do I'm bringing here. the Satan to you. That's how we do. Hail Satan. We can't say that. We're going to get fucking sued. Why? <laughs> Last podcast, we love you. We are not stealing your hailing of Satan. We are hailing Satan with you. Oh, come on. Okay, but that's the thing. Okay, well, I didn't know that was a thing, so... But it's a thing That's with true. You also Satanists. So like because you don't have taste. <laughs> no, go listen. If you don't know last podcast, you should listen to last podcast and then still listen to our podcast because we're cool too. Oh, but. but also let me just go back because not just because you're a Satanist doesn't mean you say hell Satan. I mean that's I true. Like, but so. <laughs> but if you're an enthusiastic Satanist, you can hail Satan if yeah. you wanna. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. I mean, are they suing all those little those that. little uh <laughs> Etsy companies Fucking that have Hail Satan pins on bitch. them and all that stuff. No. If you sue me, you didn't get nothing. Like, I mean, I don't have any money for you. You're getting that HSA. I, if they, if they sued me, I fucking contribute to their Patreon. So if they want my $10 a month, they will not fucking sue me because I'm a patron. The ultimate, let me speak to your manager. <laughs> let me just tell you. So, anyway, okay. Back to the murder. Back to the murder. We have our shit together this week. We can't do this. Damn it. So, June 5th. Oh, fuck. It wasn't the 6th. It was the 5th. I I read it wrong. So, it's not 06660. Fuck. That's some bad luck right there. That makes it so much... Clearly, I needed to go to the eye doctor. Anyway. How's that pinhole working for you? I mean. In your eye. Clearly, it's not fucking working out. I told you what it was. Yeah? Yeah, we okay, did. Okay, good. It's just an exposed nerve, guys. I'm not going to. I'm not going blind yet. Um, Okay. June 5th, 1960. Get yourself in the mood. Okay. Put on June your 5th. Beatles tracks. Get your trendy clothing and your round sunglasses. Um, We're in Finland. Okay. And Lake... We're we're camping by lake. Okay. Lake Bodum. Bodum. I might be pronouncing it wrong, but Lake Bodum. Bodum. Is in the city of Espoo. Ooh. E S P O O. Espoo. Espoo. Espooky. We're fucking murdering it. Espooky. I don't think we have any listeners in Finland, but if we do, I'm sorry. Hopefully not in Espoo. I'm really sorry. Um. So it's about like 22 kilometers because we're in fucking Finland. It's 22 kilometers uh, west of Helsinki. Okay. Um, which is the capital of Finland, if you didn't know. Um, 
We have four teenagers who are camping on the shore of Lake yes. Odom. So it's summer, like they're doing their thing. It has to be like somewhat warm in Finland in June. I mean, I know Finland's a cold place, but like it's probably warmish. Um, and they're camping and they're doing their thing and it's like the 60s. So it's like sort of free love. Uh-huh. I mean, Scandinavian countries, it's always been free love, but like... They're chilling. Okay. Um, and between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m., suddenly, an unknown person or being Ooh. murders them. Murders. Three of them. Um, so three of the four teenagers are murdered. They're stabbed with a knife and also assaulted with a blunt instrument. Um, the fourth teenager is wounded but he eventually actually s- survives. He gets away. He's the final girl. He basically, yes. He's the final girl. Um, his name is Niles Wilhelm Gustafsson. Um, so he gets away. So you have three teenagers who are murdered and then one escapes. Okay. Um, so this case is sort of like... I don't think it was a huge... I mean, it was kind of a big deal when it happened, but it seems to kind of be like the evergreen tree of murder cases for Finland because it just keeps coming up and coming up and coming up. And spoiler alert, it's unsolved. So, um, details on the on the murders uh, specifically. Um, it was between 4 a.m. and, 7 a- and 6 a.m., and they were, the bodies were discovered um, at around 11 a.m. A carpenter by the name of Risto Seren uh, had been jogging and he discovered the bodies on his morning jog and he uh, alerted the police. What I appreciate about Risto Seren is that he was on his morning jog at 11 a.m. Now, 11 a.m. is an appropriate time to run. Is that what time you go right? Not fucking 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. Like they like to start all these freaking running races. But 11 a.m. Wake up. Have yourself a nice breakfast. Rest. Go for a light jog. Discover three murdered teenagers. Alert the police. Okay. Itinerary. Yeah. So he alerts the police at around 11 a.m. and the police arrive, you know, casually at noon. An (laughs) hour later. (laughs) That's cool. Casually at noon. You know. Uh, Not like there's an emergency or anything. What's up, guys? So when the police arrive and they kind of start investigating the scene, they find that the killer never actually entered the tent but had attacked um, the boys from outside the tent. Oh, that is so That's... he stabbed through the tent <gasps> and assaulted with a blunt object through the tent, which makes perfect sense, right? Because tents are so thin, you don't have to come in the tent to hurt somebody. That is so scary. Absolutely, right? When you go camping, not that I've ever, well, yeah, okay, I have been camping before, um, but that's always like a really, really like weird fear. It's like, who's outside of your tent? Right, and you're always and worried about somebody coming in, but... Nope. What if they just... They just fucking go for it, they man. They just go for it right there. Yeah. They just stab you right through the tent. Terrifying. They're not worried about waiting for you to come out. Yeah. No. That's terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's a barrier thing, right? It's like when you're scared you you're at protected. night and you get under your blankets and you're like, well, um, nothing can get me under these blankets. 
Nothing can get me here. I'm Nothing. perfectly safe. But Psych. of course you're fucking not at all. And it's the same thing in a tent. Like, you're not safe because you're in the tent. Like, you're still in a fucking plastic bag in the fucking great outdoors. Uh-huh. Like, no. No. Unless my tent is made of, like, fucking Teflon. Like an RV? Yeah. <laughs> like an RV that I can fucking lock. Lock that shit. Not doing it. Not not fucking being a... You're a snack bag for a fucking bear or a murderer. <laughs> snack bag. You're, think about it. You're in this like little flimsy ass little shitty tent and you're in a Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're snack. No. Not no. about it. I can't do that. Anyway. Um, so we won't be sponsored by... Uh, Dick Sporting Goods or REI or Bass Pro Shops anytime soon. Kiss that goodbye. Um, What the police also found uh, after they, the horrifying detail that the killer never entered the tent, um, they never found the murder weapons, but they did find that the killer had stolen a couple of the victims' personal items, including their wallets and some of their clothes. Um, And some of the clothes and Niles' shoes, I'm sorry if it's Nils, but I think it's Niles. Um, Niles Gustafson, the survivor, his shoes were later found partially hidden approximately 500 meters from the site of the murder, um, along with some clothes, some assorted clothes. Um, And there were some items from the victims that were never, ever found. And... The tracks that led away from the murder site, there's blood. Obviously, if you're attacking somebody with a knife, there's going to be a large amount of blood. Um, So there were bloody footprints leading away from the murder site that showed the killer was wearing Niles Gustafson's shoes. Mm. But you said, but they found his shoes. They found the shoes a couple yards away. So it, what it looked like to them is that whoever had attacked them was wearing Niles Gustafson's shoes and then ditched the shoes about 500 meters away because the bloody footprints led to where the shoes were left. So, um, so it, was, the- it was the, and I'm sorry we haven't gone over the names of our, of our victims yet, um, we had Myla Irmele Bjorklund and Anja Tulikimaki. They were both 15 years old, and they were two females. Um, and they were accompanying their 18-year-old boyfriends, Seppo Antero Boisman and Niles Wilhelm um, Gustafsson. And Niles Wilhelm Gustafsson is, of course, our only survivor. Um, and both Myla, Anja, and also Seppo just were murdered. So Niles was attacked in the tent as well, right? Or because I'm just who knows? Like, it seems like you might have some of the same questions that the cops had. So uh, Myla was who was um, Gustafson's girlfriend, the survivor's girlfriend. She was found undressed from the waist down and was lying on top of the tent. She had the most injuries out of all of the victims, which is also interesting. Mm-hmm. She was stabbed multiple times after her death, which is something we refer to as overkill. And the other two teenagers were, um, they had far less injuries. Um, They weren't as 
you know, they, they, it seemed clear to the officers that were investigating that Milo was overkill and the other two were not as huh. much. So, interesting. So there's been, obviously it's an unsolved murder, but there's been a number of suspects who were um, interesting and who were looked at by the police. Um, uh, Pauli Luoma was looked at for a while. He was a runaway from a nearby um, work department. I guess they have just work departments in Finland. I don't know what that okay. is. I didn't research it. Sue me. Um, but police uh, apprehended him soon, and um, they brought him in for questioning, but they found out that he had a valid alibi. I think they just, I, I honestly think they just looked at this guy because he was a runaway. Um, but he was in another city at the time of the murder. So they crossed him off their list relatively quickly. And then there was Penti uh, Soininen, uh, who was a maintenance man, and he was convicted of a couple, a couple violent crimes in the late 60s. Um, and at around 24, he, com- he actually confessed that he had committed the Lake Boda murders. Okay. And he would have been around 15 at the time that those murders occurred. So after, in the late 60s, you have somebody who's 24 who's confessing that he committed the Lake Bona murders at age 15. Um, But when the police interrogated him, they basically found out that he was a psychopath and they thought that he was confessing to the crime just for notoriety. Um, And he, a lot of his crimes revolved around like theft and assault, but it wasn't like murder yeah it just didn't fit the mo like like they didn't know why he at 15 would have you know done this to these that's to these teenagers who were just like camping out and chilling that's a lot for like a 15 year old like that's you've got what because the two men were what 18 yeah the two guys were 18 and the girls were 15 that's a lot for one like 15 year old uh 15 boy to like it, I mean, I'm not going to say that 15-year-olds can't do that because obviously we have, you know, cases where people have been killing from a very young age. And so it's not it's not unheard of, but what, what, what kind of um, convinced me that it wasn't him is that the MO just didn't match. Like, why would you... Mo- all of his crimes seem to be um, motivated by theft. And I don't know why you would attack four teenagers who are camping out by a lake because they're not going to be, like, they're not going to have money. Yeah, they're not going to have a whole lot. Right. Like, they wouldn't have, I wouldn't, you would go after somebody who's older um, who you might be able to get more money off of, right? Yeah. Because otherwise it's just not worth your time. I mean, unless he was just, unless he really was just doing it for the notoriety. I mean, because you did say that he did, like, some of their personal belongings, uh, were taken. I think he confessed for the notoriety. I think he was a psychopath who confessed because of, you know, I mean, he's already in jail. I think, I don't trust jailhouse confessions too terribly much. Not when it's a person with the mental makeup like this guy. But regardless, in 1969, he hung himself Oh, okay. um, at a prisoner transport station. So we... Won't hear any more from him. Oh, all right. So uh, our next suspect is Valdemar Gilstrom. Valdemar. Yes. So uh, this is also the late 60s. 
Um, he was a kiosk keeper from Aita. That cannot be right. O-I-T-T-A-A. Um, he apparently... <laughs> He kind of reminds me of you. Um, he excuse you. When he was known to hate campers, and he behaved very aggressively <laughs> towards campers. Um, okay. And they called him Kiosk Man. Okay. Um, Kiosk Man. Yes. Um, apparently, while drunk, he confessed to his neighbor that he um, that he killed. He just said, "quote." Yeah, that would be the air. That scared the shit out of me. That would be the air. Can we not have that happen? Can we not? Yeah. Now it now it's the AMR section. Right in the middle of my fucking case that I prepared for you so that you could have a nice podcast with a nice solid through line that you could grip onto and have suspense. I thought about that. Instead, like, you get to hear chair squeaks. I thought about that. I thought about the air. But then I didn't think it would be on because it's... Cold as balls outside? Exactly. Not hot? Anyway. Kiosk man. Back to kiosk man. We have kiosk to get back into it. Man. So We're being very serious and professional on this episode. Um, apparently, our kiosk man, Valdemar Gilstrom, he had confessed to a neighbor while he was drunk that he killed... He said, I quote... He said, quote, I killed them, referring to the campers at Lake Bodum. Um, and this was before his death in 1969 when he drowned in Lake Bodum. Hmm. While drunk, I'm assuming. Um, he, he filled the well in his courtyard a few days after the murders. Um, and because of that... I don't know why him filling the well is important, but because of that, he kind of, like, they studied his house and his courtyard in depth. I, for some reason, that meant something to the police that he filled the well. I don't know why. Um, but nothing incriminating was ever found. I don't know if they thought he, maybe he was trying to hide evidence. Um, but, oh, it was that his relatives... Okay, so his relatives thought that maybe he had hid the murder weapon. Apparently his relatives didn't fucking like him. Um, apparently his relatives You're thought... You're right. It sounds just like me. Right? Apparently his relatives thought that he might have hidden the uh, murder weapon in the field and well. So, like, I think the idea was that mm. he had murdered them and then brought the murder weapon back, hid it in the bottom of the well, and then filled the well up Makes so that sense. they couldn't find it. Um, but according to the police, he had an alibi for the night of the murders... And his wife corroborated it. Um, so, but the but then later the wife said, so at the time when the police questioned him, he had an alibi and his wife, you know, corroborated. But before her death, she said that he had threatened to kill her if she didn't agree to corroborate him uh-huh. for that night. In the night that was in question. So... Who knows, right? Yeah. So that one was kind of a big question mark. Um, another suspect was, you're going to laugh. So I think his name is Hans Osman, but his name is spelled A-S-S-M-A-N-N. <laughs> so you can have your moment. Hans Osman. Perfect. 
Are you excited? Are you happy? Do you feel fulfilled? Hold up, hold up. Halt S Man. Doesn't he sound like a freaking villain from a Bond movie? Hello, Mr. Ball. Hello, Mr. Ball. My name is Hans Asman. And then, like, all of his, like, Bond, all of his, like, evil Bond villain, like, henchwomen just... Got a donk? Have ridiculous donks. Oh, my God. He's just constantly slapping them. This is derailing so quickly. Um, so this guy... Is a freaking KGB spy, an alleged KGB spy. I have to say alleged. Okay. Um, so he was an alleged KGB spy, and apparently he came. He checked into the hospital. So we know our murders took place on June fifth. He checked into the Helsinki Surgical Hospital on June sixth, and he was apparently very, very strange. He appeared disheveled, and he had black fingernails, and he had blood stains on his clothes. And it seems like he may have lied to hospital staff about the cause of his appearance. He pretended to be unconscious, and they said he was very aggressive and very nervous. Um, his clothing matched the description of the Lake Bodum murderer, as he was described, mm-hmm. um, by, I guess, Niles. Um, he had blonde hair, which is important because there was a witness who actually described... Um, seeing oh, who was that yes there were some boys that were bird watching at a distance from the murder scene like early that morning i guess and they had reportedly seen the tent collapsed and a blonde man walking away from the tent mm. so our guy hans osman has blonde hair um he lived within five kilometers of lake bodum um and he you know, he just had a really sketchy, guilty behavior. And he has fucking black fingernails and clothes that are stained with blood. So he seems like a really good suspect. Um, right. They, uh, the chief inspector also suspected that he was responsible for five other murders. And he's been linked to un- other unsolved Finnish homicides and things like that. But here's my thing. I get that he looks good. I get that he checks in the day after with blood stains all over his clothes and he's black nails and clearly he's acting like a fucking weirdo. So he's guilty of something. But why would a KGB spy be murdering four teenagers or attempting to murder four teenagers in the middle of freaking nowhere in Finland? Why? I mean... Like what CMO? Yeah, I don't know. That's my problem with that suspect. It's like, I mean, the other ones I can kind of get. Like, I I get that the that Voldemort Gilstrom. I get the filling of the of the he just well is like super campers. fucking weird, and clearly <laughs> he, he like hated campers, right? Them damn campers. And I get the guy who I I get Penty Soinenen, the, the guy who is a psychopath. Like, I I kind of think he confessed to it just for the notoriety because the case was popular, but. I mean, I could see him doing it if he's a psychopath. Maybe the first guy, I don't, I don't think he's connected to it. But the KGB thing is just like totally out of left field. Um, I think he was maybe doing some sketchy shit, but I don't think that he was targeting teenagers in the middle of nowhere. But what 
really becomes interesting. So all of those suspects were suspects who came about um, within 10-ish years um, from the murders. Where it really gets interesting is March of 2004. Okay. For murder that was committed in 1960. Come on up to 2004. Almost 44 years later, Niles Gustafson himself was arrested by the police on suspicion of having murdered his three friends. I mean, that was my first go-to. Right. I think it had to do with the overkill. Uh-huh. And his girlfriend, Myla. And I also believe that they were very suspicious about the shoes, too. Yeah. Um, I tried to look up Niles Gustafson, and I wasn't able... Which she's doing right now. No, I mean, I tried to look him up, and I, and I saw some... The pictures that I saw, he was older, but, like, he doesn't have blonde hair. But some of them, it looks like maybe he could have been one of those kids who had strawberry blonde hair mm. when he was a kid. Yeah. And now he looks more like a redhead or like darker hair. Yeah. But That's... but he didn't, he didn't, he doesn't have blonde hair, but he looks like he maybe could have had blonde yeah. hair. Yeah. I mean, that's like me. When I was younger, I had full blonde. I was blonde. Yeah. Like, so, and it just turned dark. So you couldn't rule him out necessarily, but, um... And, and it even went so far as to, in early 2005, the Finnish National Bureau of Investigation declared the case was solved based on new bloodstain analysis information. And according to the official statement that they released then, saying this thing is solved, Gustafsson erupted in jealous anger um, at his new girlfriend. And he stabbed her multiple times after the... <gasps> So he hit her and then stabbed her multiple times. And then the other two teenagers were killed because they witnessed it. But they were killed much less savagely than um, than Milo was. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he just lost his shit. But they don't really have more of a story. Like, it wasn't... They didn't say, like, what triggered that or anything. It just said, you know, that he erupted in anger at her. Um, I don't know that he, if he had a history of anger that wasn't really brought out in the information that I read. Um, but he was actually put on trial. In August of 2005, Niles went on trial. Um, and the trial was, they were looking for life imprisonment for him. Um, and they argued with, you know, DNA profiling and the blood stain analysis that he was guilty and the defense argued that the murders had to have been done by one or more outsiders. One of the big, um, one of the big pieces, one of the big linchpins of their case was um, they were trying to prove that he couldn't have killed all three of them in the time that he had, mm-hmm. and he couldn't have fought all three of them at once. And it doesn't appear like they were killed. Like it seems like they were all killed at once, like at one time. It wasn't like one was killed and then another one was killed and then another one was killed and their bodies weren't placed. It seemed like an ambush sort of attack thing. And they were saying, you know, that he wouldn't have been able to, to fight off another boy his own age and then also two females. Yeah, that's what I find interesting because it just seems to me like you've got three other people. And yes, I mean, it. 
I mean, those instances do happen, but like, you, I mean, you would still have to be like pretty damn strong to like right. take on three other people right. and kill them all at once. Yeah. I mean, or very like sneaky or like, yeah. del- you know what I mean? Or, well, or I mean, you're also about. attacking from outside of the tent. So think about it. Like, attacking... maybe chaos made a, right. helped him out a bit because like they didn't know what was going on. Right. So like, he just like, kept stabbing and well stabbing they'd have to find the randomly. way out they'd have to find the way out of the tent to which be able by to that do point anything. is like and if that, right exactly so it's a lot of chaos and confusion so i'm okay yeah. i could get that i mean i, I could see him i can definitely see it both ways i don't think that rules it out for me um and the other the other big part of their case is that he would have been incapable of killing three people given the extent of his own injuries because um he he didn't just walk away totally unscathed. He had um, a concussion, severe fractures to the jaw and facial bones, and um, deep bruises to his face. Mm. So it seemed like he had been hit in the face a lot. Yeah, they were um, fighting back. They didn't say anything about stab wounds for him, which I found interesting. Because all of the wounds that it seems like he incurred could have been defensive wounds mm-hmm. from the victim. Yep. And the face is an area that if, if you think about it, if you're striking someone and your arms like over your head, your face is totally open to anybody, you know, throwing punches or anything, trying to fight back in any way. Um, so, I can see it both ways, but regardless, at the at the close of the case, in October of 2005, uh, they acquitted him of all charges. So the jury was not able to find what? him guilty um, beyond a reasonable doubt. And they actually, the state of Finland actually paid him 44,900 pounds? What did they use in Finland? Euros. Oh, European Union. Duh. Duh. So the state of Finland... Finland paid him almost 45,000 euros uh, for mental suffering caused by the trial. Mm. Which, I mean, if he... Okay, I can see it both ways. If he's if he was an 18-year-old teenager when this terrible thing happened and his friends and girlfriend died and he got away with his life and, you know, now they're drudging it back up 44 years later when he's, what, in his 60s? Yeah. Like, Can they even do that? Like <laughs> later, he's in his seventies. Like they're drudging it up. I, I can see that, but I can also see why they would be highly suspect of him because, you know, I mean, it doesn't look great. Yeah. And the answer to your question is yes, they can do that. They don't have the same roles on. Um, they don't have the same statute of limitation that we have. And actually, I don't even know if we have a statute of limitation on, like, first-degree murder like that. Like, I think... I feel like I think we should know that as, like, a true right? crime horror Well, I know, I know there's, like, fucking... The statute of limitation on rape is, like, something fucking ridiculous. Like, I want to say it's, like, a year. It's absurd. Um, or maybe it used to be a year. Maybe we fixed that. I hope we fixed that. <laughs> Um, but no, I think, I think if it's first degree murder, they can try you whenever. 
Okay, good to know. Maybe. If they have... I mean, there's also double jeopardy, where if they try you once for one murder, they can't pull you back into court. Right. Here. Um, I don't know if that's a thing in Finland. Interesting. But, yeah. So that is the crazy story of the Lake Bodum murders, the real-life inspiration behind the Friday the 13th movies. It kind of has nothing to do with the Friday the 13th movies other than it's teenagers and they're camping. Teenagers and camping. But... Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. I think, you know, unsolved cases are... I don't always look at unsolved cases because they just make me frustrated because uh-huh. I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. But this one is very interesting because the suspects are all very different and crazy. Well, I mean, and there's you don't a KGB think about dude it. included. Well, yeah, and you don't think about, like... Like, I, didn't, I just thought Friday the 13th was, you know, someone just... Came up was with a it. script. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I yeah, just it was creative. So, I mean, I guess I got to give it, like, some props in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, even though, okay, Leatherface has, like, you know, Ed on his side. Like, yeah. that's what inspired him. So, I mean, he's got one up on that. But, um, no, I didn't realize that. So, that was, uh, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, well, it's not cool at all. Well, it's I mean, terrible. No, I'm not talking about the event. I'm talking about. That Knowing the inspiration behind it, the yeah, had film. an inspiration that the yeah. film had an inspiration. Yeah. That part is 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 cool. Mm. So I appreciate that. I'm still upset that it didn't happen on Friday the Thirteenth, though. I am also upset. I'm. I am so upset. Well, to be honest, there, I do have something that I found was uh, very very tragic, but like. Um, this actually did happen on Friday the 13th. Um, Friday the 13th, October, Friday the 13th, 1972, uh, was definitely not a day that you wanted to be flying. You had two plane crashes that day. Yikes. Two plane crashes. This first one is insane. So this, um... Christian club, like, rugby team uh, boarded, like, a turboprop plane to travel to a match in um, Chile. Mm, no, how old were they? Were they, like, high school football team? Or were they, like, adult football team? I mean, uh, rugby team. Not 100%. Oh, I hope they weren't babies. It's called the Old Christians Club. Oh, I hope that's team. an adult team. So... Because of a navigational error, the plane careened into an Indian mountain peak, crashing on a high-altitude snowfield. But that wasn't even the worst of it. Oh, my God. Then it caught on fire. No. But the ordeal was um, a lot worse than that, actually. Um, So for 27 of the original 45 passengers who survived the crash. No, they ate each other. I'm sorry. It's immediate aftermath. Without cold weather gear or much food, they were forced to improvise water melting devices and eventually, oh yeah, eat from the bodies of their lost companions. I fucking told you they were going to eat each other. Shit. Um, Oh. Yeah. And apparently this was, um, this was turned into a book in 1974. So two years later. And in 1993, there's a movie. It's called Alive. So it talks about this uh, accident. Um, an avalanche then killed eight more survivors. God damn it! At the end of October, an illness took the lives of others. So 
rescue did not come for them until the end of December. Oh my god. They crashed on the 13th of October. Help oh did not come until the end of December. So it was like over two months. Yeah. After two survivors launched a death-defying effort to hike out of the rugged terrain for help, the last of the 16 survivors were rescued on December 23rd, 1972, after 72 days in the wilderness. How did we just fucking lose a plane? The 70s was a crazy-ass time. Do you just fucking... Yeah. The plane just doesn't show up, and you're like, well, maybe they just took a detour. Maybe they just fucking went to Arby's. Well, there's actually... Well, there's actually an episode, there's a, there's a TV show, I think it's on Netflix, that talks about um, uh, crazy, like, plane crashes, and I actually remembered watching this one. Um, so, a lot of these accidents and stuff that happened in the past naturally uh, caused our, caused them to, like, th- like, this is the reason why we have the security Right, the black box and do. stuff. Yeah, I mean, so, for, for fucking sure. And JetBlue has got your ass, because they pack a lot of fucking snacks for you. So you don't have to eat your friends. Yeah. Jesus. So, yes. That's but, so terrible. Um, also, but then also on that same day, um, yeah, another plane crashed. And, you know, statistically, they, you know, a lot of people are superstitious about Friday the 13th, like we said. So a lot of people actually don't like to fly on Friday the 13th, you know? Um, because, you know, it's not, there's no different than... It's no different than any other day. It's not prone to, you know, more crashes or anything. Except for, I guess, this one day. Okay, <laughs> this one Friday the 13th. One day when you're screwed. Um, and it's actually, the overall rate of fatal crashes on Friday the 13th is lower than the average of all days. Interesting. So. I wonder if that's because people are safer. Or because all the crazy people yeah. who believe in it are not on the roads. <laughs> so, well, so the same day that that uh, last plane crash happened... Mm-hmm. Uh, a much larger flight crashed near Moscow's uh, sh- Moscow. I'm not even going to try to pr- pronounce that. Ooh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Shermete- be there. Shermetyevo. Uh, Shermetyevo. Okay, there you go. In Russia. Shermetyevo. Um, the Ilyushin 62 airplane was carrying 164 passengers and 10 crew members from Paris to Moscow with a stop in Leningrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the plane approached the airport, it flew into the ground at an airspeed of 385 miles That's per not hour. Good. Um, and I everyone bet those survivors didn't have to worry about uh, eating each other because there weren't any survivors. No, everyone on board was killed. Yeah. And the cause of the accident was never determined. Actually. I mean, they think that the pilot may have lost control due to like a lightning strike hitting the plane. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So. Thanks. Not a good day to fly. That's horrifying. Yeah. Mm. Well, also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that September 13th, Friday the 13th of 1996 is when Tupac died. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or, or did he? Or did he? Um, he was. That's not the day that the shooting took place. I think uh, the shooting took place six days before that. September 7th. Uh, so, yeah, six yeah, days. Yeah, six days before that. Um, almost a week um, before the, after the shooting took place. Um, and he was shot four times, of course, and he died um, on Friday the 13th, which is very sad. 
Mm-hmm. He made some lovely music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you, you can look back, like, Friday the 13th, and it's, you know, has a lot of... I mean... Yeah, there's, there's a lot there's of a tragedy of stories. that happens yeah. on uh, Friday the 13th. And I think, you know, it's, like I said at the beginning, it's just something that sort of goes back to, like, you're laser-focused on, like, because it happened on Friday the 13th. Like, that just adds to the stigma because there's already, you know, that feeling. So anytime something happens on Friday the 13th, it just amplifies it. Yeah. Or just yeah. reinforces that belief. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's a because people are looking for it more on Friday the 13th. They see it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, you know, why we're able, why that stands out to us mm-hmm. when things happen on that day. So. And on a Friday fell all this mischance. Jeffrey Chaucer said that. In the Canterbury Tales. Thank you. Thank you, Canterbury Tales. Thank you. Very very high society. Very high society. Mm, I feel very fancy with Canterbury, my high Taco society. Bell sweet tea. Hold on. Let me get my Papa John's. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's the episode. That's, yes. that's Friday the 13th. Hopefully it was fun for you guys. And um, we hope to hear from you. Yes. Finnish people, please write me and tell me all the things that I fucked up in that story. I'm I, sure it was a lot. I uh, want to know if something has happened to, like, if something has happened to you on Friday the 13th. Like, yes. I would love to know. Yeah. Yes. Please send us a DM. Slide into those DMs at the Haunted Heart Podcast uh, on, on Insta. Instagram. Yes. Uh, shoot us an email. At the Haunted Heart Podcast that. at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Um, we you are also on Facebook if you want to hang out with us there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, you can listen to us now on, we've kind of been working on expanding our platform as far as where you guys can find us so that you don't have to change your routine to be able to listen to your favorite podcast. Um, so you can find us on Apple, uh, podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, you can, if you go to our website, www.thehauntedheart.com, you can find a button where you can click on that and subscribe on Android. Um, we are also on Google Play Music. We are also on working on getting on Spotify, I think. Mm-hmm. Not sure if we're on Spotify yet. Don't, don't sue me. But uh, Push Comes to Shove, we are also on YouTube. We have a playlist of all of our um, podcasts so that you can listen to it. You can marathon us if you want. Um, And if all else fails, you can always go to our website and listen to us live directly from there to all of our episodes. We are everywhere. We are all over your internet. We are all over your phone. We're all all up in your apps. We are... We are in it. We are all We are in you. There. The haunted heart is in you. For sure. It is. Oh my god, that was That was good. That wasn't was beautiful. It? Oh. oh. I want that. All right. So subscribe, rate, review. Re- reviews would be awesome. Reviews yes. would help a ton. So please, if you have a second, if you think we did a good job, review us on whatever platform that you listen to podcasts. Yes. We would love to know your thoughts. Um, if you have feedback for us, email us anytime. And yeah, we just no. I really want. I really want you to go right now and tell us about what happened on Friday the thirteenth for you. If yes. It has. Yeah. Post it on our uh, go. 
leave a comment, send us a message. I'm telling you, do it. Yes. Or post it on your page and just tag us. Yeah, or tag us. I mean. Yeah. Tag us in your story. Hashtag us, add us, whatever. We want to talk to you. Yes. So we want to be your best friend. Just saying. Yeah. Anyway. We hope you guys have a wonderful Friday the 13th. Yes. We hope that you are safe and happy and healthy. And we will see you back here next week. All right. And as always, stay Stay spooky. spooky.